Writers up. This is Riders Up, the best place to get all the horse racing news and information that you need. Now here's your host, Frank Lyons. Welcome to Riders Up here on ESPN Sports Radio, 1300 AM, 92.5 FM. I am your host, Frank Lyons. This program is brought to you by Transformer Equine. For more on these products, go to TransformerEquine.com. It's Triple Crown Day, so exciting. Are we going to see Justify do it? No horse has ever done Imagine no horse ever in the history of horse racing has ever won the Triple Crown, having never raced as a two-year-old. So we're going to see Justified try to do it for the first time in history today. Well, joining me today to figure it all out is Frank Miramati, my old mate and race caller at Monmouth Park, and Chris Kutulak, my other old mate and now the newly crowned Chief Operating Officer at Fonner Park. So happy Triple Crown Day to everyone, and... Don't forget, go to Naira Bets to wager and put in a promo code RIDERSUP, or I-D-E-R-S-U-P, and you'll receive a $200 bonus. Okay, so we'll be right back after these messages, so sit tight. The Belmont Stakes is finally here, as Justify goes for the Triple Crown. Join the action with Naira Bets, the official betting partner of the 150th Belmont Stakes. Sign up today at NairaBets.com with promo code RIDERSUP, or I-D-E-R-S-U-P, and earn a $200 bonus. Earning $200 is easy. Get paid, win or lose. See the site for details. With NairaBets, you can bet any track, anywhere, at any time. Welcome back to ESPN Radio. You're listening to Riders Up and... Here on the phone right now, I have my old friend Frankie Miramati. Frank, how are you? I feel great, brother. Did you uh, make it through the show without me last week? Was everything okay? Everything or? was great. It was actually a great show we had. <laughs> yes. That's you've ever had. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, we had uh, Dr. Mark Cheney. Do you know Mark Cheney at all, Doc Cheney? I do not. Uh, he's a legend. You know, uh, everyone respects uh, Doc Cheney. Uh, on the race, so if you if you said to a, a, a racetrack um, guy anywhere, who's the best racetrack vet uh, in the country? Ninety percent of them would say Doc Cheney. But wow. uh, yeah. So what about today? Justify. I mean, like we're on the cresp of seeing something that has never ever been done before with Justify. This is very exciting, Frank. It is very exciting, and I'm very happy for Bob and the team and uh, Mike Smith who is such a class act. My favorite story about Mike Smith was, uh, and I may have bored your audience once before with this, but it was Zenyatta's whatever. She was going for win 17 or 18. I was walking into Hollywood Park. Uh, an SUV pulls up next to me, rolls the window down. That's Mike Smith saying, hey, Frank, have a good day today. And uh, and that's the kind of guy that he is. Yeah. Uh, just oh, very polite, very kind, very humble, and... Uh, uh, you can't help but root for him. Yeah, you know, I love, uh, I, I have a very, very close friendship with Mike, and we've had him on the show here uh, several times. And, uh, I mean, do you think it is an advantage for Justify to have Bob Baffert and Mike Smith? Of course it is an advantage, but oh, what am I asking you? you winners know, win. I mean, winners win. It's all about in life. It's yeah. sports. Everything. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like you know, uh, Bob. How many times has he been there to the uh, to try the triple crown? Five times, hasn't it? And he's won one. 
So, you know, it's, uh, it provides a little bit of, uh, you know, calmness to the situation. And Bob Baffert was saying about Justify that uh, through, through all of this, the one thing that has impressed him, not only his ability, but is the fact that he's never lost his composure. So there are some uh, pretty cool dudes there today. It's, uh, it's amazing. And, and the quote that Bob has come with, you know, he's not a guy, he's very superstitious, he's afraid of things. And, and he's not one to pipe off, but uh, the, the the quotes going into the race that, you know, he's stronger and he's be- yeah. like he knows he's going to fire. Talking about uh, comparisons to Point Given, Point Given devastated the competition in the Belmont. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, with that in mind, you know, my first instinct of this race uh, after the Preakness was justify winning by many and Hofburg running second. I can't help but, you know, as time has gone on, I just wonder, you know, you think to yourself, He's on the rail. He's got speed. Of course, he's going to you know use that speed. But then you start to wonder. It's a new track. It's a new situation. Sure. It's a new distance. There's more competition. And sometimes you wonder: Are you overanalyzing? Uh, you know, pun intended for the Rapoli people. Yes. Sir. Uh, are you, you are, are you overanalyzing the situation? Is it just as easy as him just galloping, or are there legitimate threats? And you know, there are. This is a very good crop. It's amazing that. You know, the average fan that I talk to sometimes says, oh, these horses are nothing. Well, wait a minute. We were talking about this being one of the greatest crops just, you know, a month and a half ago. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm intrigued with what's going to happen. I believe Hofburg is going to run a – let's put Huge it this way. Race. I, I don't think he's going to run any worse than second, and I think he's yep. a legitimate threat Absolutely. in this race. You yep. know, I, I can't pick him because I don't want to pick against my man and, and a yep. horse that I've been behind from day one. But believe me, uh, if he looms up, Look out, because also progeny of Tappet. I mean, they've look, won three there Belmonts. are no coincidences, right? Yeah. This is the situation. This, this horse is bred to run all day. He's yeah. in the hands of Bill Mott. He's got the pink cap of Judd Mott. Yep. This is, from a gambling standpoint, in my opinion, he's the horse to bet. Well, absolutely. Um, um, you know, but, you know, that's the question. Like, it's the old thing. Like, do you really want a feel-good story of another Triple Crown? Or is it almost better for the sport if there isn't a Triple Crown? You know what I mean? Like, that whole sure. elusive situation. It's, it's all... An amazing storyline coming together, and these are the races that. This is why we're in this game, Frank. This is why we love this so much. The competition, the sport, the 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 jockeys that are going to try to beat Justify just to try to get him involved in the speed battle. It's 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 going to be so fun to watch. I can't wait. Absolutely. Well, you know, the one thing is that uh, he is going to unless he breaks in a in a heap or in a tangle. There's no speed right outside of him. The only speed that I see in the race is Noble Indy, and he breaks from the nine hole. I think. And I don't think he's as fast as Justify. So now you've got a guy like Smith on board of uh, Justify. Now his only job is to make sure that he doesn't go too quick out, out there. And the one thing that I will say about Mike Smith is that he is as good as any that was ever on board on the front end. He knows pace better than most. And he's ridden Belmont. For, you know, I think he was uh, oh, he's the man, yeah, meeting, uh, like he was leading apprentice rider, I believe, when he was 18 or 19 uh, right at Belmont. He's got so much experience. I remember, with, uh, you know, uh, inside information yeah. and like there I could go on and on. But he's been around Belmont more than anyone. Bob Baffert's been there five times, uh, pulled it off once, which is amazing thing to do because it's only been done twice. 12 times in the history, or 13 times in the history of horse racing. I know, now 12 times, but to, today we'll be trying for the 13th. 
So, but I agree with you with Hofberg uh, because uh, you know I know how good he's been training, and I do believe that Justify is a better horse on the day. But just now, with six races in twelve weeks, and this being the furthest, it's on you know uh, Big Sandy and. If Hofberg does win today, me and you will take our hats off. We will kneel down in front of him and say, you are a true champion. But, no yeah, but, you know, he, he's got an awful lot to, uh, to uh, uh, contend with today. Keep uh, in mind, he's eligible for, with all that. He can go into an N1X, so one other than. That's what's amazing about the talent uh, that we see in Hofberg. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh it's, it's, it's this is what it's all about. Yeah, uh, this is what the the whole game is all about, Frank. And uh, I, I don't think we're going to be disappointed. I think we're going to get a great race. And uh, what about Bravazo? Do you give it? I've always thrown him out. Oh come on, and, now. come on! You got to do the voice. If you're well, going to say we, Bravazo, you got to do the voice. Well, we took the loss, and and I tell you what, everyone's trying to pat us on the back for that weakness. I'm still nauseous. <laughs> uh, the thing I worry about with Bravazo is the seas tizzy on the bottom. But what that does is it gives us a little bit of speed. So we're going to go after Justify, and we'll see who's best. <laughs> yes, well, thank you. I think the only issue with Justify is the change of silks. That's it. Other than oh, that, they're, he's they're, changing since I didn't know that. Yeah, they're wearing the China Horse Club. So oh, oh, uh, yeah, change of silk. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, what do you think is going to get blamed if he comes up short? It'll be the silks. Absolutely, It'll be nothing else. Of course, it was the silks. Yeah, huh. Daddy, what an epic sire, and oh. uh, what a sad loss in the racing world. Yeah. Um, he was, was, you know, he was, I mean, you're talking about Justify going a mile and a half on the, on the dirt. Uh, you're, you're talking about a great turf sire, a great sire of sprinters, Lady Aurelia. Uh, you know, I mean, just unbelievable sire. He got everything. Yep. So what's your favorite Triple Crown moment? Um, triple Crown moment. That's a good question. Uh, I would have to say American Pharaoh just because I had the uh, privilege of calling him three yeah, times. That's right. Yeah. Um, so um, that, that would be, uh, you know, I was certainly rooting for him with everything I had, and it was great to see him and, uh, you know, to see him do it. Yeah. I mean, I would have to uh, go back all the way to, uh, you know, to Secretariat. I mean, I'm being so obvious. and But uh, that was certainly a superb moment. And it was a moment that I did look at because I was nine years old. And I looked at that Secretariat moment, and I can remember that day. That's pretty cool to remember that, you know? Well, it's not really, because <coughs> it just shows you how old I am. Yeah, uh, I mean... Listen, you're not getting any younger. What, what are you using on your hair over there? What, what, what kind of uh, what uh, is that? hoof oil? Oh, okay, good yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> Anything happening at Monmouth today? By the way, just to. Uh, oh yeah, Monmouth does run. As a matter of fact, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. You yeah. know, on, on a day like this, uh, the whole focus and the reason that we will get an enormous crowd out there, uh, you know, in addition to the fact that we have kind of a limited schedule, is that uh, it's it's the big race. So. We had our big weekend last weekend. Right. Today we've just, uh, you know, we've got a, uh, the Miss Liberty Stakes, but that, I think that's got to take uh, the back seat to the Belmont card. Yeah. Well, let's now let's go on. I hope my boss isn't tuned in. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we might have to uh, tune out a few words you said there. Uh, the third race at Belmont today. It's a terrific card of racing. I think there's five Grade Ones, is there? Um, it's the 50th running of the Ogden Phipps, 750,000, grade one, 
going a mile and a sixteenth. I believe that it's going to fall chalky here, Frankie. You like Abel Tasman? I here? do like Abel What Tasman. happened last time with her? What's her issue? I mean, she had a great performance here at Belmont Park in the Acorn, but what was that? That was a... I mean, she was pretty much uh, pretty dull last time out. She was pretty dull last time out, but, uh, you know, how many times have we seen, like... Uh, needed uh, race, comma, beware? Needed race, comment beware. You know, we're coming back going a mile in the 16th. Uh, we all just ki- uh, kind of took it for granted that she would be, uh, you know, f- fit as a flea when she came back that day. She was working very well, but she didn't really show up. And now she has uh, won one race here at Belmont, and that was the Acorn last year, which was a very, very good ride by Mike Smith skimming up the rail to beat Salty, uh, another Philly by quality road. Uh, but I just think that uh, Abel Tasman gets back on track uh, today. Who do you like? You know, I, I'm going to have to go with American Gallon here. I've always liked yeah. her. I, I, she's got to go further. Uh, you know, she was beaten by Abel Tasman yeah. uh, way back when at this distance when it was around two turns. But uh, uh, Abel Tasman I've never been right with her, so I can't. I can't join her yeah. four to five in this spot. And you know, sentimentally, of course, unbridled Mo for the well, great Red Oak Stable. They yeah. gave me my first job, Mr. Brunetti. And right after he passed away, she wins the Apple Blossom. So yeah. certainly, and uh, she's undefeated at this distance. Yeah. Uh, but uh, look, what about our good friend Unchained Melody? Hello, that was the best information I ever received from you. Yeah. Uh, before that debut, I actually called you and yeah. said, "Which one of those Brian Lynch horses?" Uh, and it was the good. It was actress. That was that was the other one. Actress, a pretty nice animal. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, Sky uh, Mesa filly, wasn't she? Yeah, it was nice. She was the uh, great filly. But uh, anyway, Unchained Melody. I don't know what has happened to her. She was a complete freak uh, last summer. But uh, you, know, you know, like she hasn't really been beating up on this competition though. And she does get blinkers off. She tried to blinkers last time out. It was her comeback race off of... They had no idea what happened to her in the Alabama. She pulled up. She uh, vanned off. I didn't, uh, you know, the next day or two days after that, I was like, Lynchy, what happened? And he said, we have no idea. So uh, I didn't really get into it after that. I don't know if they found something with her. But she is a very nice filly. And I do know that when she came to Keeneland... Uh, Lynchy was very excited about uh, about the way she was training. So she is training as good as could be. She's twelve to one. Uh, you never know, but uh, I don't. You know, I I don't. I I don't think that she uh, she has ever really shown the ability to beat a few of the fillies that are in here. And of course, that positive trainer change from uh, American Gals uh, that was a very positive t- uh, trainer change there. From Bob, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Bafford uh, off, my friend. Bafford off. Uh, so the fourth race is the race uh, that uh, uh, Abel Tasman won last year. Is the Acorn, eighty eighth running. Some <laughs> I remember some great races in the Acorn through the years, and uh, I, I see this uh, as a one horse race. Really, I, I just see Monomoy Girl. Uh, basically. Uh, you know, she looks unbelievable. Have you seen her lately? She's crazy good. Crazy And that last good. win was unbelievable. When when uh, Wonder Gadot came up to her, I thought she was home free. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, she looked like a stone-cold winner at 16-1. to 1. And uh, the only thing to me, I don't really uh, have interest in 1-5. What about the bottom horse for a little bit of a price option, uh, maybe even for your exact 
uh, talk to me. Yeah, you know, she beat Gastation Sushi, who'd won the Beaumont in the, as, as the favorite of her maiden, and she was uh, into Mischief Philly. was a very nice Philly. And Talk Vuv to me uh, beat her by four and three quarters last night. Now she was second to the Steve Asmussen trained uh, Mia Mischief, for, yeah. and <laughs> that uh, that was that wasn't a bad run uh, at all. And I could see that Philly uh, 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 definitely. Uh, if I was playing the, the exacta there, I would uh, play a three eight, or three seven. Um, one of my girl Talk Vuv to me because I'm not a big fan of Moonshine Memories. Uh, right. Yeah, you know, like she's. Uh, she had her fun early. Yeah, she had her fun early, and she won her grade one. But I don't. Now I could be wrong, and, and I'm often wrong. Uh, but like, I don't see her coming back. Uh, spectator, uh, you know, I mean, she was beaten well, beaten in the Santa Anita Oaks. She wasn't in the same race with uh, Midnight Bazoo. So I'd, I'd agree with you, three seven exacta. There you go. Yeah. So now the fifth race is the mile and a half of Brooklyn, grade 230 at running, 400,000 for uh, the, uh, the winner shared the purse, or the, uh, the purse for the race, a uh, very nice purse. Who do you like in here? You know, I, I'm going to take a little bit of a shot with Take Your Guns, a horse that's certainly on the improve, lots of question marks, uh, particularly uh, you know, with the class level. Yeah. But that's why you're going to get you know, at least the morning line of 6-1, to one. Um, on Take Your Guns. Um, Opportunity is a horse you have to admire. Can you believe this horse has earned $4.4 million? I mean, it really is amazing, as uh, as Baffert has nicknamed him, the nibbler, uh, nibbling away at $4.4 million. And and this is one of the reasons that Mike Pegram is one of the guys in this this game that has been successful financially. It's not easy to be, you know, a lot of very wealthy people uh, you know, invest a lot in the game, but they're they're not making money. But Mike Pegram has had horses like Opportunity and Absolutely. Captain other Steve. Horses. Captain Steve. I mean, seriously, who was Captain Steve yeah. in the big picture? Meanwhile, he's a Silver Bullet Day. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, Midnight Loot. I mean, the yeah. names go on and on. And yeah. Midnight Loot. Real Quiet. There you go. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of them. We could go on and on. Uh, and Mike has been a, such a successful owner. And, uh, well, I, I would like opp- opportunity, which I can't. I was just thinking that last night when I was looking at the racing form that Bob Baffert has had this horse. Seven, he's made $4.4 million and, to, you know, I mean, like, if you put him in for 100000 he may not win. Uh, right. But he's made four four point four million, and he's got a chance of adding another two hundred and fifty thousand or so tomorrow. Uh, I think Opportunity will win, but I think that's interesting that you say that about take your guns because Chad Brown is a great trainer for bringing horses along, and he's never really tr- uh, you know had this horse lay his body down, uh, and now he's kind of crept up to now where this horse feels like he's a big time horse, so. Uh, take your guns. I give him a lot of respect in there. I would uh, agree with you. Uh, War story, I think, is vulnerable. You see, yep. he, he won it last year, but yeah, uh, yeah. You yeah. see those four races against Gunrunner, and that kind of stands out in the form. He did run a brilliant race in the Breeders' Cup Classic. He was only beaten four lengths by Gunner Collected and West Coast, but uh, he's kind of. Uh, I just, you know, he could win again, but. Uh, um, I would bet against them. Yeah, I think maybe, this maybe uh, uh, the Jaipur is an interesting race. Thirty fifth running, six furlongs on the turf. Not one of my bestest of uh, fortes as picking sprinters on the grass. But uh, uh, who do you like, Frank? 
you know, I, I like Disco Partner. Disco Partner loves this course. Yeah. He's, he's a monster, and uh, I, I can't fault him. Uh, I think he fires a big shot and wins. Yeah. Uh, I would go. What with, about your friend Conquest Tsunami? You, you gave him out in the Daytona at five twenty to one. Well, you know what? I'm going to give him out again here. And see, I think that six straight that straight six furlongs did not suit him last time out. He was always looking for the turn and uh, kind of put too much into it uh, too uh, too early. Finished third, only beaten two lengths. Uh, one and a half lengths behind Stormy Liberal, who's back in there today, and which, by the way, both of those horses are by Stormy Atlantic. And what a, I mean, what the a gift cool, that keeps on giving. The gift that keeps on giving stands for fifteen thousand. He's a, a tremendous horse. Uh, so Conquest Tsunami. Well, how old is he now? Like forty? Uh, he <laughs> he is thirty four, I believe. He, uh, yeah, he's, oh, I mean, he's been producing turf winners forever. Forever. What I don't know. I think he's like seventeen. Right. Yeah, I, uh, so um, the Woody Stevens, what a uh, great man he was. Grade two, thirty fourth running of the Woody Stevens, uh, four hundred thousand going seven furlongs. I got a horse I kind of like in here. Good, let's have it because I have no clue who's going to win this. Okay, race. the eleven World of Trouble. He's, right. Can you imagine him running for four, uh, four twenty five thousand first time out? And you got two to one. That's your kind of odds, Frank. You know, well, two to one when you have a great uh, belief in the horse winning. Uh, so uh, I believe the World of Trouble. He uh, found a distance. He's out of valid expectations, Mayor, by Cantharos. I believe that that uh, combination of pedigree there would not be best at a mile and a sixteenth. And he won by thirteen and three quarters the time before. First time in the barn of Jason service. First time for uh, Mike Dub and the Madcap Stables. Uh, you know I have a respect for Kethanka. Uh, around one turn, he is very good. And I have also respect for strike power. That's the one. I would, if, if I had to pick a horse, if I'm forced into it, it's the 12 strike power. Because yeah. guess what? He's not a router. Yeah, no. And, uh, and, and he was brilliant in those first two victories. But, you know, the problem is, has he lost his confidence? That's I mean, it. you know, it's the whole Mike Tyson factor. Once the mouthpiece comes out, yeah. is he able to return? Um, that's my only question mark with him. If, 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 the, if that last drubbing in the Florida Derby hadn't taken place, I would love him here. Yeah, uh, I like the fact he's been freshened. I think that's that's my pick. I'll give you a long shot for the race. Please do the six horse still having fun with Joel Rosario. He finished second to Matole last time out, and you know you yeah, you, you warned me about uh, at a gorilla, and uh, you were so right about him. I, I believe that I would bet if the Breeders' Cup Sprint was today, Matole would be my selection. Sure, he's a, he's he's. Sick how fast he is. Sick. Can you believe I, I got beat with that horse in a maiden race? Oh, my God. Yeah, D-Wayne Lucas fought me right off. D-Wayne and Gary Stevens. Oh, my God. And then he just rattled everything off like he was the fastest thing to ever get on the racetrack. And what price was he in that maiden? He was uh, he was pretty well bet that day. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he was like 8 to 5 or something. Really? Wow. And uh, the next time, yeah, I think he went off like 1 to 5. Uh, uh, I thought I was home, too. It was one of those things where you're looking back to see where your exacto horses are, and then... Uh, oh. The program fights back on the rail. Uh, that was one of those you got it uh, yeah, situations. Yeah, yeah, Hill special. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> and now the uh, eighth race is the Just a Game, twenty fifth running of the Longines Just a Game, seven hundred thousand, a straight mile, and a very wide open race. Where are you? I got to go back to on leave. I liked her. Last I love time. her. Took a terrible beat last time. On oh. 
you know, that uh, I had to, uh, one of these situations where I was with my girlfriend and my girlfriend was happy that I got beat because she was oh, feeding terrible. supplements to Pro Proctor's Ledge. So she won. And um, me, with the money that I had in my pocket, that was... She didn't care. No, she didn't care. No. Uh, and even when I pointed it out to her, she still was, uh, she still didn't care. So, you know, uh, on leave, I bet on her in the last two. I singled her in the picks. How did she lose? I mean, she was home Jerome last night. Well, she, you know what? She, uh, I guess because I bet on her, you know? Uh, yeah. At least that's what we all think. Uh, but, uh, you know, that was a tiring racetrack at Churchill Downs also. It was also very hard to close into. And Proctor's Ledge on the, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what the, the going is going to be today. They said there was going to be a little rain, but... Uh, you know, I think that'll just soften it up a little bit, but uh, it'll be still a very fast turf course. Uh, what do you think about a raving beauty for Chad? Oh, she was very, very impressive last I night. I know. Uh, Beat that was a giant performance. Yeah. It was the other Chad Brown, and yeah. uh, you know what? The betting told the story. I typically, my, my whole my whole profile of international shippers goes back to the Bobby Frankel ones. Yeah. My favorite ones ever, like three starts. First time Lasix US. See you later. Yeah. When when she came in with seventeen starts, I overlooked her, but she was very very visually impressive. Yeah. Very. And now she she didn't beat anything like she's going to beat today, and it, it was on a good turf course. She might have liked the softer give in the ground, as most of those German fillies do. And yeah. so if it's a fast racetrack today, I believe that she's a bet against. <coughs> I I would imagine, but. Uh, I, uh, because it is a pretty accomplished uh, bunch of fillies, but I'm, I'm I'm going fillies and mares. I'm going to the one on leave. To uh, we got a lot of weight on her again, Frank. Let me ask you a question. You were just talking about Germany. What do you think of Germany in the uh, soccer uh, soccer tournament? Always very very tough. You know. Who do you like? You're well, an international uh, man. Uh, to, be, uh, to be honest with you, I would like Germany. Uh, right. You know, they've got the the best. Uh, uh, they're the most disciplined uh, when they come in. I mean, you know, they're never the team that are going to look uh, so visually impressive. Uh, most of the time, they're just a one nothing, two nothing uh, kind of team. But they can defense wins championships. That absolutely. Was my tweet the other day. Yeah, and uh, they have a a, a great uh, central defender in uh, Boateng. He is a f fantastic uh, player. But however, we'll get back to the horse racing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, the World Cup. There's only so much we can take. Right? You know World what? Cup. It's going to be great for we, we talk about the Dubai World Cup, not the soccer World That's Cup. That's it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Where we have a chance of getting paid. Uh, now the Met Mile. That's uh, what a great race this is today, as uh, as usually always in the, in the Met Mile. And I believe that uh, three-year-olds have always done really well in the Met Mile, so I'm going to well, go... Well, we, we did it with honor and glory, as Absolutely. you may remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, how many... Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Has uh, D. Wayne won many Met Miles? Listen, we, we have forgotten more about the Met Mile, Frank, <laughs> uh, than all you people combined will ever know. We, we, first of all, it's the Metropolitan Handicap, but this year it's the Run Happy Met Mile. And, uh -huh. Uh, we always felt that we should train run happy, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. So, who would you like? You know what? I'm against the inside two horses. Really? They're yes, my sir. top two horses. No, oh, man, you, you better. If I was you, I'd break out the racing form, my friend, because really? it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's not happening for you in this particular race. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can tell you this. Uh, I like horses on the outside here. I like. Uh, 
B.J. Ransom the Moon is my top See, selection. See, I know. That was my third selection. He is a running son of a gun. Don't, yeah. under, don't overlook him. And he has been a mile and an eighth. Don't think he's just a sprinter now because uh, Phil Diamato has brought him back to sprinting distances. But uh, you see in those three races in two, uh, 2016, a mile and eight, a mile and eight, a mile and eight. So he can get a mile, and he's doing a lot better now than he was back then. B. Jersey's a nice horse. I, he might be a little overhyped. See, um, I think he's overhyped. Yeah, I, I can't live with mind your biscuits here coming back. I just, I don't, I don't see it. I, yeah. I didn't see it, to be honest, in the Golden Shaheen either. So, yeah, uh, he came rolling and, and did it. And uh, Bolt Doro, I, I don't see it either in this circumstance. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of D Wayne, obviously you remember Criminal Type and Gulch sure. were uh, his other winners in the Met Mile. Very good. Google is uh, very yeah. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's, it, you just buy time and boom, <laughs> come in and. Uh, yeah. And, and you, you give the answer. You know what the uh, the tenth uh, race is the Manhattan. The Who do you like? Are those I, are your top two picks. I High Happy is my pick. I, I told you I think it's going to be a chalky day, and uh, so High Happy. I got you know I got to love my bet on him in his last two. He okay. Let me let me let me ask you a question uh, because I actually invested in him last time too. Okay. Admit it. At the top of the stretch, we were dead. 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 I mean, he, he had no chance. I was like, I can't believe it. I'm going to stop High Happy. Yeah. And what a game unbelievable professional this horse is. I love horses that look completely beat and still win, and that's exactly what he did. They all remind us of John Henry. Oh, John Henry. That was, those were the days, man. Those, those were, were the, the days. days. But I'm going to give you a long shot, okay, because I do see this being maybe a faster run race, and uh, then if, if they do uh, kind of uh, go a little quick on the front end. It'll set up perfectly for Javier Castellano and Saddler's yep. Joy. Yep. Uh, Javier's only ridden him once in the past, I believe, and uh, that was a, a very uh, 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 narrow loss in the bowling green at Saratoga uh, last year. Uh, so that that would be my my two high happy and uh, Saddler's Joy. Now, uh, I like Robert Bruce a little bit in there. Yeah, but you got to get. I him. think three to one is a little ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, what about this horse uh, that Giroux is riding for James Stack, uh, I, Alexios? Do you know? So I went and I looked at that horse uh, before he ever ran. Uh, okay, okay? Good. So now, to be honest with you, I didn't like him. Uh, right. But yeah, but uh, you know, he proved me wrong. So he won uh, first time out up to Curra in a, in a good, you know, decent race, and he was fifty to one. And I just looked at him like three days before that, oh, so I was in shock. Then he was second to Churchill, very, very, very good horse in the uh, in the Tyros second time out, and he's kind of been, uh, you know, he's he's only had six starts, and he's a four year old. But he does get Lasix, and you remember that fuzzy stack who is James uh, brought a filly over a few years ago. And they ran in a race at uh, Belmont Park. I can't remember what her name is, but she went off at like 20 to 1 and she won. She beat a field just like this. I mean, you know, of you know, real contested looking race. So I actually laid out a pick six ticket and I used Alexios Komenos because I was not going to have him do that to me again. And he gets Lasix for the first time uh, today. So that could also, uh, you know, uh, prove uh, pretty uh, rewarding. That's the profile, like a lightly raced. Yeah. 
I know. know. I mean, and there's you know, there's no there, there's no Manilas in this race. Uh, you <laughs> know, I mean, you know, there's some very accomplished horses, but they're not unbeatable. Now the mile and a half Belmont. I know we've talked about it. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, uh, so are you going to bet Hofburg? I can't do it because of uh, the Baffert factor. That's uh, that's 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 just uh, this is one time yeah. I'm going to take a pass. But uh, it, I would have to say anyone who has asked me about what the smart thing to do here is is to bet Hofburg to win and a saber exact job. There's no way Hofburg's going to run worse than second, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but uh, I can't I can't do it. Bob's my man, and uh, I know that would make some people ill because you know whenever you're a famous guy like Bob or D Wayne or. P- People are just root against you. They can't help it. So, yeah. uh, for, for those of you who just need a rollade or a thumb in listening to that, I hear you, but I'm loyal to the people who have been good to me, and I don't think anyone's treated me better than Bob Baffert in this game, so uh, I, I can't bet against it. Yeah. So I, and I, if I do, I'll, I'll do it undercover. Where no sure, one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, girlfriend, I, she may be up at the window with a larger-than-usual wager on Hofburg. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, you know, like, you know, he's... <laughs> it's only business. It's only business, right? He has Nothing to understand. Personal. So I thought your uh, your uh, impression of Bob was actually very good. You know what? <laughs> it's just, let me tell you something. You know, Justify, he's kind of coming into this race, you know, he kind of reminds me of Point Gimme. He's a big boy, he's chestnut, you know, and hopefully Big Money Michael, you know, give me the ride I need. And you know what? If he's good enough, if he's superior, if he's superior a lot, uh, he's going to win. That's not bad, right? That's getting better. That is day. getting... Uh, <laughs> now, listen, I'm telling you, that is one of your best impressions. I'm working on it, man. Yeah. I'm gonna- uh, I'm gonna come up with. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna call it uh, Hispanic Bob. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of like that's. The, yeah. That's what I'm gonna do because he does speak Spanish. And, and in fact, there was a great deal on Twitter um, with Bob uh, doing an, an interview in Spanish. And the best part about it was he still threw in two you knows. Oh yeah. Of a Spanish interview. That's my favorite thing. Ever. Did he throw it in in Spanish? No, it's oh. just a you know in the middle of it all. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Frankie, uh, great chat today. Okay. Where are you going to watch? Where are you going to watch it from? I'm going to sit right in the booth and yeah. uh, hang out and tell yeah. the fans to hang out and don't go anywhere. Six forty-six Eastern, right here at Monmouth Park. Yeah. So good luck to Justify. Okay. We, we both come from the same uh, boat. Uh, we we just uh, we would love to see Justify win, but we we believe he's up against it in a very big way. Not for the uh, not for his ability, uh, but just the six races in twelve weeks. So we go for Hofburg, but we're going to be cheering on Justify with big clap hands and of loud cheers, and we'll be very happy if Justify wins. Frankie? Hats off to uh, Martin Panza oh, yeah. uh, once again. Yep. Uh, he's the man, yeah. let's face it. When, and I want to say also, they, he hired Pat Pope. And Pat Pope, you ready for this? Yep. Smartest racing official I've ever met in this game. Is that uh, right? I've been in this game for over 20 years all of a sudden. Slowly but surely, I'm becoming an old man in this game. I yeah. still feel like it just started. But Pat Pope is as sharp as they come. And I worked with him at Louisiana Downs. I worked with him at Oakland. He knows every horse on the backstretch. And, you know, I know that sometimes a lot of horses, oh, I don't like Pat Pope. That means one thing. He's doing a fantastic job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're not here to make friends when you're the racing secretary. you got to take care of business. And you know what? His performance. That guy is as sharp as they come. And it, it says something about Martin Panza. He's hiring a guy who is as good as it gets, and that's what you're supposed to do. You, don't, you never fear bringing in a guy that is too smart. 
you have to always surround yourself with winners. And yeah. so I, 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 when I see Martin Penz, that's the first thing I'm going to say to him is, A, congratulations on hiring him, and then B, congratulations on hiring the guy who is clearly as good as any racing secretary in the game and uh, you know, not being afraid of having that kind of talent under you, but rather making sure that the program at New York is strengthened. Absolutely. That's, that's the real deal. And also uh, Tony Alavada with Naira Betts. Uh, you know, he's running that. And I've never met anyone sharper in the game than Tony. He knows his stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he makes very, the thing I always laugh about with Tony is he makes instant decisions on the air about things that are going to happen. Yeah. And it's great when it goes your way. But if it doesn't go your way, such as when he used to tell me, hey, listen, you're not a host. <laughs> that yeah. was the end of it. And yeah. he will never believe I'm a host. And I don't blame him because I, you know, I have a mirror. I can see. They call me the mirror man. I can see in the mirror. I'm probably not your, I'm not the face of horse racing. But uh, good for him for acknowledging and understanding that. So, like, I mean, I just want to bring this up, Frank. I mean, if they offered you a job at Naira to be a host with a Phantom of the Opera mask. <laughs> yes, that's what you got to do. Listen, happy Halloween, everybody. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're not uh, bad looking in any way, yeah. uh, Frankie. Uh, so, okay. Uh, thank you, mate. Have a right, brother, have a we'll great day. Okay, uh, okay. We we'll talk next week, Frank Mermani. Yeah, you too, mate. Bye, bye. So now we're going to go off to break here on Riders Up. Um, Frank Lyons and the so Belmont Stakes right is finally back. here. As Justify goes for the Triple Crown, join the action with Naira Bets, the official betting partner of the 150th Belmont Stakes. Sign up today at NairaBets.com with promo code RIDERSUP, or I-D-E-R-S-U-P, and earn a $200 bonus. Earning $200 is easy. Get paid, win or lose. See the site for details. With NairaBets, you can bet any track, anywhere, at any time. Welcome back to ESPN Radio, 92.5 FM, 1300 AM. I'm your host, Frank Lyons, and right now, I'm very pleased to be joined by my old buddy, Chris Katulak. Chris, how are you? Hey, mate, doing well, Frankie. Good to always hear your voice, of course. Yeah, well, congratulations on your job, your new job. Can you tell us all about that? Sure. Thank you, Frankie. Um, I am going to be the chief executive officer at Fauner Park Racetrack, which is in Grand Island, Nebraska, which probably still doesn't narrow it down for, for people. Yeah. But uh, Grand Island is two hours west of Omaha, and they have a, a beautiful little five-eighths mile thoroughbred racetrack that they have had there for, boy, 70-some years sure. or so. And in my first day, well, my first days of, of being involved in the racetrack, I was walking horses at Exarbin in Omaha. That was in the early 80s. But uh, in 1986 was the first time I ever called a horse race, and that was at Fauner Park when they hired me. I had not called a horse race until the first day they hired me. Really? I worked, uh, yeah. Uh, I worked now, hold on. For, wait, wait now. Tell yeah. me, how much practice did you have on uh, calling races? Or were they just like, listen, the guy didn't show up? Can you do it? <laughs> Good question, Frankie. No, I practiced for at least two years going up into the grandstands of racetracks and just tying an old uh, cassette recorder around my neck. And this was before the Walkmans and digital recorders, so it looked pretty odd when there huh. was some kid with this uh, ice skate uh, laces and duct tape taped around a big old honking cassette recorder. Right. But uh, I went into the grandstands at, at Exarbin and Fauner and Columbus and, and – uh, and over two years, with my cassette tape, I kept submitting it to Hugh Miner, who was the general manager at the time at Fauner Park. And uh, long story short, he said, I'm not going to hire you now, but I think there's promise, so keep practicing, which I did do. 
Huh. And uh, actually, once I did get the gig, then Trevor Denman uh, allowed me with uh, Jane Goldstein, the publicity director at Santa Anita, allowed me to practice calling races on the top of the Santa Anita press box on the roof. And so I called big races like the uh, the Santa Margarita and the Big Cap before I even ever called the race. Oh, wow. And how old <laughs> yeah. were you then, Chris? Uh, I called my first race when I was 25. So I was in my oh, early yeah. 20s when I got on this kick and dedicated every weekend for about two years going to whatever racetrack was near me to practice calling. So now you've you've been at Remington Park for, what, about five years now? or I have just completed my seventh year. Seventh that would year. have been seven thoroughbred meets, and we just finished up with our quarter horse meet last Saturday. So um, uh, 14 total meets in seven years. So now what would be in your routine at Remington? At Remington, I was the paddock handicapper and was involved in television uh, well, production, and I did a lot of TV work, uh, putting together uh, little educational videos or Hall of Fame videos or that Season Quest video. It was a season long where we follow the jockey at uh, Thoroughbred Jockey and, and, you know, explained all that goes on with being a race rider. It's a very educational piece. Oh, yeah. I think you can still find it on YouTube. Um, but that sort of thing and marketing concepts and just kind of doing everything I've done all along the way in, in however manifesting uh, the marketing of racing presented itself. That's what I did at, at Remington Park. Okay, and you're also the writer of the great Jack Van Berg book, From Grit to Glory. It was Jack's birthday yesterday. Do you know that, Chris? Yes, I sure do that, although it's good to ask, Frank, because there are things I've written in that book that I can honestly tell you I have forgotten. <laughs> yes, I know. But, uh, yeah, like all of us. Such an, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I do know my own birthday, though, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, that book itself was such an odyssey. Not only the the research of it, but then the the book sales, the marketing, the the book tour, which was at least two good solid years. Yeah, and then just the everything else that happened. Uh, you know, being with Jack in those final years when he did rise up uh, with all of his grit and everyone else's grit, and to the glory that he re- that he achieved in those last few years before he passed away. Yeah, of course we have the. Triple Crown today, and uh, years ago, Jack was in a similar position to Bob Baffert with a great horse called Ali Sheba, and Chris McCarron was aboard, and can you imagine his feelings on uh, this day, as we knew Jack? Oh, yeah, for sure, and and he really recapped, it it is really recapped in the book, what what happened in the paddock before and afterwards, and, and all of Jack's grumbling, and what could have been, and so on and so forth. One of the photos that didn't make the book, Frank, but if you go to jackfromgrittoglory.com, somewhere in all of the photos I have up there, there's a black and white photo of Jack the day after the Belmont when they didn't win the Triple Crown, when they didn't get the $5,000 yeah. uh, Visa uh, Triple five, Crown bonus. $5 million. And, <laughs> yeah, 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 all of that, yeah. And uh, there, there's not a smile amongst uh, Jack or Petaline, Joe Petalino or Clint yeah. Scharbauer or a number of other people that were in that photo including Ali Sheba, uh, that was a, a was a very humble photo. And, um, boy, it took a lot to get them to go out there and pose for the photo the, the sure. morning after with Jack. You know, do you think there will be that kind of feeling today in the barn tomorrow? Good question, obviously. You know, it's a different sort of, of racing nowadays, particularly yeah. in the Triple Crown. And, and it sure seems like nowadays it's the horse that skips the Preakness or maybe even skips the Kentucky Derby, but sort of springs from the weeds, the, the fresh horse that comes and and uh, and is able to spring the upset. 
you know, we just had a, a Triple Crown winner recently, so maybe we need some more buildup. Who knows? I sure thought that Mike Smith uh, thought he'd put away the field and the Preakness was justified, but there was plenty left uh, coming at him at the end. Yeah. Hofberg sure had a troubled trip, and if you're looking for a new name, uh, for a late runner like a Ragazzo, I think Hofburg might be one that, that could be in the in the mix also, Frank. Well, that's what it's, um, I, we had Frank Miramati on uh, a while ago, and uh, he says that Hofburg is his idea of the winner, and I agree with him that Hofburg uh, will be the horse that ca- can topple Justify, but it's we're all going to be cheering for Justify. And I think so. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, he'll be the only horse in the history of horse racing to, to win the Triple Crown that has never raced as a two-year-old. He's already beaten, yeah, you yeah. know, and matched Apollo's record from eighteen ninety-two. Uh, so, and uh, so, where are you going to watch it from? Good question. Uh, we're doing a lot of getting the house ready for the sale here at K Acres Ranch, south of Oklahoma City. But uh, I'm sure we'll take a break in the heat and the humidity and the sweating to uh, sit down and watch it from our, our living room with my beautiful bride. And uh, she's as much into horse racing, quarter horse or thoroughbred as I am. So yeah. it'll be a, you know, I might even have a, a nice cool uh, adult beverage when I watch really? it, which would be the first time in about 30 some years I've watched a triple crown race with the drink alongside. Wow. So uh, what do you, you say? Know, you can't drink in the workplace, right? You know uh, oh, that? well, apparently that's what DVG said. They had a problem <laughs> with me, <laughs> Gary Stevens. Uh, uh, so it kind of, can you believe it's been 20 years, uh, almost ne- next year will be 20 years since I started working at uh, TVG. How long? When did it, you come? Well, I, I, when I was at Hollywood Park calling races in 2000, yeah. I did some freelancing there and and they, Tony, uh, Tony Alivato kept saying, can you stick around another day? Can you stick another around another day? Sure, can you yeah. do another week? And the next thing you know, it was Cause three Frank, weeks and then some. Because Frank uh, may not be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He may not show no, up. But that, I, it feels like I've lived a couple lives in my lifetime. I'll be 56 coming up here next week. And wow. that whole TVG seems like a different life back then. But, yeah, you're right, Frank. It was. It's been... 20 years roundabout yeah, since appar- uh, the first days. Of apparently TV. what happens is time keeps going. Yeah. Uh, you know? Now, where are you going to live in Nebraska? Well, we will uh, settle in into uh, Grand Island. Uh, Kay, my bride, and I were up this week uh, searching a place. We've got a couple horses that we're going to bring up with us. So ideally, we wanted to find a place where we could move in and have an anchorage and keep our horses with us. I, that didn't present itself on this trip, so we'll just kind of hang loose for a while and until we find that place that we really love or we, or maybe we'll build one so we don't really have any permanent footing just yet but you know uh, fauna park just a little bit about fauna it's uh roughly about nine to ten weeks of thoroughbred racing we start in late february and we conclude on kentucky derby saturday nowadays it's just weekend racing and then uh after that there's so much that goes on at fauna park in grand island there's the heartlands event center which is attached to the grandstand itself the Nebraska State Fair takes place in uh, on the grounds of Fauner Park as well, and there's so many other little moving parts that will keep me busy throughout the course of the year. But if you've never been to racing in Nebraska, there's nothing like it in April when the tulips come up and the and the weather gets a little more tame. And it's it is the tidiest racetrack I've ever been from oh, the stable really? area to the actual racing. It's old. There's no question about that. It was first built in 1954, and there have been a few changes <laughs> since then. But uh, it's very quaint, has a lot of character to it, and just as clean as a whistle. And, and I'm 
proud of that. And that's that's part of my decision, Frank, to go up there was <coughs> the, the grind of working nights and night racing, weekends, sure. and basically at least eight months out of the year where I hardly get to see my wife. Yeah. Uh, that got old after a while. Yeah. And I was looking for something new. So uh, I'll be I'll be looking forward to that sort of a lifestyle. But having worked at Fauner for 11 years, there are still some people that are up there, Frank, that I either worked under at the time, including Bruce Swihart, who's the present CEO, and a number of other people uh, that were there working seasonally when I was there. And I have to say this. This is the weird, uh, ironic, uh, dark twist on all of this. I got this job not because I'm – I'm the right man for the job, but beyond that, my very dear friend Todd Otto died suddenly this spring, and he was the COO at Fauner Park, so here's a guy that I've known for almost 30 years, more than 30 years, a dear friend of mine, he passes away, and then just sort of ironically, I make a remark about, hey, if you need any help to help out, you know, now that Todd's gone, if you help out in the in the transition, let me know. And I got that call, and they were serious, and it kind of caught me by surprise. But huh. one thing led to another, and uh, I'm back back to GI, unfortunately, without my pal Todd. Yeah, wow. Well, that's a great story. And uh, just remember to bring your jacket when you're going up to Vonner <laughs> Park because yes. you can't get a little cold. Through we the don't winter. talk about the weathers in Nebraska when my wife is within earshot, Frank. Yeah. So let's move on to the next topic, please. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've known little Cthulhu's running around? No, no little Cthulhu. We've got uh, a number of cats and some horses. We've got a couple of uh, yearling uh, quarter horse race horses and a retired thoroughbred that is mine that I ride around. And Kay's got a beautiful little buckskin quarter horse that's her riding horse. Uh. But uh, we we never never got around to that. Um, and uh, we've we've just you'd be a great dad. Pardon me. You'd be a great father. Well, town well that's what. That's what my wife says, and I say she'd be a terrific mother as well. But it's just not the way the cards were uh, played out to us, and uh, we'll we'll spend that other time productively somehow uh, uh, doing something to impart some sort of good cheer and good am- ambassador on the world. I know you're always a good ambassador around the world, and the best of luck to you and uh, your lovely wife up in Fauner Park in Nebraska. And, Chris, we look forward to talking to you again pretty soon. Good luck to Justify today. Don't forget to say that. Yes, okay. Yes. So, okay, so, Chris, uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks for making the call, Frankie. You're a class act. I appreciate it. You're a class act, Chris. That's Chris Cthulhu, the new COO at Fonner Park uh, in Nebraska. And now we're going to uh, take a little break here on Riders Up. You're on ESPN Radio, 92.5 FM and 1300 AM. Welcome back to Riders Up here on ESPN Radio. So, looking at the Belmont today, I mean, is Justify going to win? Is he going to be live up to that 4-5 to five expectation? I don't think he'll be 4-5. to five. I think he'll be like 2-5. to five. And it's just that... <clears throat> I think he's up against it, you know? you know. I think he's a terrific racehorse. I mean, one of the best I've ever seen and one of the most uh, impeccably looking horses you've ever seen. And But he's, he's, had, he's had six races now. This will be his sixth race today in 12 weeks, this being the Belmont. You know, the sloppy racetrack at Pimlico, sloppy racetrack at Churchill, which I believe will have helped him. 
Uh, it's not going to be sloppy today. It's, it's going to be on the side of fast. So Mike Smith, so one thing about him is there's no pace to his immediate outside. No pace in the two, three Dirk Billy, the three uh, Bravazo, the four Hofberg, the five Restoring Hope has a little bit of pace, but he's not fast enough to be close to uh, justify. So looking at the ra- at the other horses in the race, I mean, Blended Citizen, he was a winner to Peter Pan last time out at Belmont. So, uh, you know, he'd have a, an outside shot. He's wore blinkers for two of three starts, two wins, and that being in the JR Stakes uh, Grade 3 at uh, Turfway Park. And then the Peter Pan, which has uh, provided uh, the likes of um, uh, AP Indy to win the... Uh, Bel- the Belmont after running it in the Peter Pan and I believe Conquistador Cielo did it then you have Noble Indy who is uh, that's the other speed in the race he takes the blinkers off and you don't know if he's going to show as much pace but he is pretty quick you know he's got Javier Castellano aboard him and uh, so I, w- I mean I think Javier is going to take uh, uh, Noble Indy um, kind of into laying off Justify and hoping that Justify uh, just finds that six races in two weeks is too much for him. Vino Rosso, winner of the Wood Memorial, uh, a winner of three of six starts. He's by Curlin. Uh, he's a very, very nice horse. He would kind of be the uh, the unknown. Uh, ter- I, I think he might run a big race today with uh, Johnny Velasquez aboard him. Also, I believe the Tenfold can run a big race, another son of uh, Curlin. Trained by Steve Asmussen, who won the race a couple of years ago with Creator, son of Tappet. Gronkowski, first start in the U.S., uh, but makes his first start for Chad Brown with a time form of 101. He's won his last four races. Um, He was scheduled to run in the Kentucky Derby, and he's named after, uh, of course, the football player. And uh, they say he's doing very well. He gets Lasix. He's by Lonro. Uh, cost seventy five thousand as a yearling uh, or a weanling at Keeneland November sale, and uh, so big things will be expected for him. Restoring hope ran arguably uh, so bad in the Pat Day Mile. I don't know what to think of him other than he's working very well. He's trained by Bob Baffert. That uh, but he has a little bit of pace. But so you will not be seeing him out on the league. Uh, the other horse then is Hofberg. Hofberg is the horse to to bet in the race. He's nine to two. I rad Ortiz for Billy Mott, and second to Audible in the Florida Derby in just his third start after being a winner uh, in his second start. Then he finished seventh, <coughs> having a troubled trip, beaten eight and three quarters in the Kentucky Derby, but he galloped out like a really good horse. Galloped out alongside a Justify. Now, having missed the Preakness, having been able to train into uh, the, uh, the Belmont, he's training at Saratoga. I know Billy Mott is superbly confident. And so I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to be cheering on Justify, but I will bet Hofberg to, uh, to win. Uh, so that's the way I see the Belmont. Uh, good luck to Justify. I hope he becomes the 13th winner of the Triple Crown. And we'll talk to you next sun- Saturday. Uh, okay, bye-bye.